This is Her Self-Expression with Beverly Price. Beverly is a divorce coach, podcast host, and advocate for women's empowerment. Did you know that studies show 79% of women don't feel confident? Four out of every five women feel less than other women. 62% don't believe they're intelligent, and one out of every two don't think they're beautiful. Beverly sees this as a tragedy. She's on a mission to empower every woman listening to feel confident, worthy, intelligent, and beautiful. This podcast empowers you to say yes to the next phase of your life and become the empowered woman you were made to be. Tune in to learn the steps you can take to immediately discover who you really are. Find your authentic voice, discover your magic, and own your own power. And now, here's Beverly. Enjoy the show. Welcome. I hope you're having an awesome day. I'm Beverly Price, divorce coach and advocate for all women's empowerment. I've helped hundreds of women on their empowerment journey and on their emotional divorce journey. If you'd like to work with me, you can find me at HerSelfExpression.com. I've learned that studies show that 79% of women do not feel confident. Four out of every five women consider themselves less than other women. 62% do not believe they're intelligent, and one out of every two don't think they're beautiful. I see this as a tragedy. I want to move the needle on women's empowerment, and I'm on a mission to do just that. I want every woman to feel confident, equal to, intelligent, and beautiful, and that's why I'm bringing you this podcast. Today, I have these questions for you to reflect on. Are you an employee, an employer, an entrepreneur? Are you in a role you are passionate about? Do these roles vary the older you get? And what are the challenges of getting older in the working world? Well, my guest today is Teresa Rand. Teresa is with Teresa Rand Consulting and founder of the awesome Boss Lady Community. Teresa is the founder and president of Rand Consulting, a firm specializing in speaking, training, and career coaching for individuals and businesses. Teresa is passionate about helping leaders achieve their career goals. She believes that leaders are responsible for reaching down the career ladder and helping others advance in their careers. Through public speaking and client coaching, she inspires leaders to be their best selves. Teresa lives in Daytona Beach, Florida with her husband, Bob Rand. They have five children and seven grandchildren, and she has completed 11 marathons, multiple triathlons, She is currently an advanced yoga instructor and a mindfulness-based stress reduction mediation guide. Wow. Hi, Teresa. Thank you so much for being my guest today. You have so much going on in your life. It's so good to have you. Hi, Beverly. I am glad to be here. It's good to see you. And the most important part of that whole bio is the seven grandkids. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Teresa, can you tell us a little bit about your own personal journey to empowerment? 
Yeah, you know, Beverly, there's so many stories. That's a loaded question. <laughs> but I you know, I think as we go through life, we have phases of where we feel empowered and then phases where we don't, right? I mean, yeah. I think that's weird to say. And, you know, as you being a divorce coach, I know that's one point where you may not feel empowered until you make that decision. And then you all of a sudden come into your own and feel really empowered. And I think that was probably the pivotal point in my life. Mm. I got a divorce at the age of 36. I had three young children at the time. I had just gone back into the workforce after staying home. But once I figured out I could do things on my own, and make a living and feed my children. I put myself back through college. That's probably those five or seven years in there was when I really felt that I was my own person. Ooh, great. So it was, you know, while we look back and we're going through things and they're difficult, but then we look back and think, whoo, I made it. Right. I made Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yes. Stronger than I thought. Yeah. Yes. I remember my divorce. My When I first separated, my first thought is, how can I do everything mechanically? How can I get them to daycare? How can I get to work? And those kinds of things before I, I thought about anybody else, anything else. So I can relate there. Absolutely. Absolutely. So was being an entrepreneur something you had always dreamed of? It was not anywhere on any list I ever made. <laughs> Until, Interesting. Uh, not at all. I went to work with the YMCA when I was about 35, and I worked there for 30 years. I absolutely, wow. I'm sorry, I wasn't 35. I was 30. I'm making myself <laughs> older than I am. Like, wait, that math doesn't work. But um, I I fell in love with that business, the, the nonprofit business. I fell in love with the YMCA. And I was able to bring my children to work with me. The bus picked them up from school, brought them straight to work. And childcare back then for an employee was $15 a week. For the child, if mm. you were an employee. So all of That's those amazing. things played a role in my deciding to make that my career. And I did that, moved three times, three different Ys, and ended up my last 11 years with the Y as the CEO of an or, of a association. But about the last two years in that career is when I decided, you know, I think I want to try this entrepreneur thing. I had worked with a lot of consultants. I hired a lot of consultants to work with us. Some of my board members were consultants. And I just finally got to the point where, you know, I think I can do that. I think I have a breadth of knowledge from all the different positions I've had throughout the years that I can do that. So I hired a business coach and came up wow. with a business plan and became an entrepreneur five years ago. That's awesome. Was your decision kind of an epiphany kind of decision, or was it kind of a gradual decision? You know, it was a little of both, if that's possible. And I'll tell you why. I went on a women's retreat with 13 other women, 
And the young lady that ran it, ran it called it a women's workaway weekend. It was a Friday, Saturday, mm. Sunday. So I'd been thinking in my mind, was I ready to move for another Y job? Because we move a lot in the Y. You go to a bigger right. association, those kind of things. So I had begun to think about, you know, did I want to move one more time in my career? But I'm already in Florida where a lot of people are trying to get to to retire. So I thought that's mm-hmm. one thing. And my kids are here. My mom's here. You know, I thought, I don't know that I really want to move. So those thoughts were going in my head. I could have still worked for the Y another 10 years or more, but I knew I wanted to do something different, either a different Y or a different job. And then I went to this weekend and they had a therapist there. We had a website designer. And the way the young woman set it up, we would go through these workshops and then we would go off by ourselves. It was a big house on a, on the beach, and we would find a place, and we would journal. And I'll never forget sitting by that pool all by myself after, you know, the first day and a half. It just, I said, I'm done. I'm done. And mm. went back into the room. When we had our session, among a lot of tears and a lot of fear, I announced to those women that I was leaving my job and going out on my own. And it took me from there a year. It took me a year to do it. I had to get all my ducks in a row and come up with a business plan and, you know, keep it confidential for a little while, all of those things. But I finally did it one year from the date of that announcement. So it was kind of a seed, but it really just fell into place during that time of having time away to contemplate what the future was going to hold. Was the kind of business you defined in your business plan the same as the business you have now, or did it change? It has changed somewhat. Uh-huh. You mentioned in my in my bio the boss lady membership base. That was not part of my membership, my business plan. When I hired a coach, we walked through different scenarios and I have always used behavioral assessments on my employees, any people that were interviewing for director-level jobs. I always did personality behavioral assessments, like a DISC or a Gallup Streets or a Myers-Briggs. There's millions of them. So I decided in the course of that year to get myself certified in Gallup Strengths Finders and DISC. And so that became my original business plan. And I originally was going to do mostly individual coaching, but I've since moved over to, I work with more businesses. I I haven't had an individual client probably in six months because I've been doing a lot of company organizational work, which I really, really enjoy, really enjoy. So it's changed somewhat, but not drastically. Why would you go ahead and make such a major change in, you know, going from, you know, corporate nonprofit to entrepreneur at age 50? I know. And I, and I was a little older than 50 and I've been asked that question a lot. I think I realized that I do want to work, you know, I mean, my mom worked till she was 79 and, and I watched her. She quit one job and started another career at the age of 55. 
worked that job for 15 years and, and it, it fulfilled her. So I knew that I wanted to keep working, but I was a little burnt out in what I was doing. I, you know, I had a thousand employees. I had board of directors of 35 members and raising money does not ever get easy. Raising money is a difficult thing to do. And so I, I knew that I wasn't giving the best I could anymore to my current position. And I decided now's as good as any time. I'm not getting any younger and I'm still viable. I'm still relevant. So now's the time to go for it. I can so relate. I quasi-retired and got bored. So I started this podcast at 65. So I can surely relate to that. Right. Right. Yeah. My mom quit her job the first time. I'm sorry. And stayed home for six months. When my mom retired from her first career, she stayed home for six months and she was bored after two months and went back to work for another eight years. So I was like, yeah, I'm probably going to keep working. Absolutely. Do you think your age made things more challenging for you, both in work and personally? In some ways, I think it's been an advantage. And and I'll, I'll tell you why I feel that way. Although I'm certainly not naive to the fact that it there is this real thing called ageism out there. And I've mm-hmm. experienced some of that. But... I think my age helped in a couple of ways. Number one, I had a cushion. I have a retirement because I was with my Mm -hmm. first company for 30 years. So I'm not going to starve if this entrepreneur thing doesn't work. So there was a little cushion, but it's not as much money as I was making when I was working. So I didn't want to change my life. But I also had being older and having been in this community for about 12 years, when I decided to go out on my own, I had a good list of people that I knew that I could reach out to to help jumpstart my consulting business. I mean, gotcha. I remember writing down a list of a hundred people, and for the first six months, I had lunch, breakfast, coffee, wine, whatever you needed to have for somebody, so that I could tell them what I was doing, and that word of mouth really kicked off my business. So. Having that, you know, that Rolodex, to speaking of a old, old terms, I wouldn't have had that at 35 or 40, right. maybe. But I had that credibility from being a CEO and from being in a community for a while in a pretty visible job that, right. you know, helped me a lot. And then, too, you know, you asked the question, you know, at the beginning about being empowered Once you've gone through some things in your life, tragedies or whatever the case may be, difficult times, you're more able to ride those waves, I believe, because you know that this shall pass. (laughs) It may be difficult today, but it'll be better tomorrow. Yeah. So I think that comes with age. Yeah. Research actually shows that the, the confidence and the empowerment of women in their 20s and 30s is the lowest. And then as we go forward in time, it increases. 
So yeah. that makes yeah. absolute sense. Yeah, it, it totally well, makes sense. Well, everyone, please stay tuned. We'll be back in a moment when Teresa will share her three actionable tips. We'll be right back. A woman's empowerment, confidence, and self-esteem plummet after divorce. There can be feelings of, I don't know who I am, or how can I survive this? As a divorce and empowerment coach of her self-expression, I am passionate about helping women conquer these negative thoughts and feelings by providing information and guiding them into action. I'm Beverly Price, and I've helped hundreds of women through being stuck in pain and fog go on to a new and exciting life where they thrive. Whether you are contemplating the divorce, in the process of divorce, recently divorced, or divorced long ago, whether you initiated the divorce or he did, you can move through the process onto a life of confidence, worth, and joy without the fear of repeating past mistakes. If that sounds interesting to you, let's talk. Go to HerSelfExpression.com, click on the button at the top of the homepage, and request your divorce breakthrough session. As you talk with me, you will discover a solution made just for you to move through the process and pass the emotions from your divorce on to the incredible next chapter of your life. And now back to the show. And we're back. What three actionable steps, Teresa, would you give to the women in our audience? You know, the first one I would give, I think, Beverly, is to look up and read about imposter syndrome because we all have it. We think we're not good enough, pretty enough. And you say it in your opening, mm -hmm. you know, we think we're not good enough, pretty enough, smart enough, experienced enough, whatever. Yeah. So really dig into your, you know, you can call them your limiting beliefs that you have about yourself from how we right. were raised or, you know, being in a bad marriage, whatever causes you to think you're not good enough, smart enough, you know, wealthy enough, whatever. And, and really work through that, either with a good friend or a therapist or journaling or meditating, whatever works for you to realize that you are good enough, smart enough, pretty enough, wealthy enough to do whatever you set your mind to do. Exactly. And that everybody yes. has that imposter syndrome going on. So that's number right. one. Number two is to ask and accept, accept help. You know, being an entrepreneur can be lonely and mm -hmm. you need to have people that you can go to, to ask for help. And it's, right. you know, I think I shared with you earlier in a conversation, I've just hired a virtual assistant. I've realized that I cannot do it all myself and I'm not, I'm spending time doing things that are not a good return on investment for my business. So hire somebody. It's not a sign of weakness to hire somebody to help yes. you. And, I think and a lot of people share. think that. A lot of people do think that. You know, one of the first things I did, like I shared, was make that list of 100 people and say, I'm starting this business. Can you use me or do you know somebody you can introduce me to? You know, that's right. asking for help. And then the third one, Beverly, would be what I call a personal board of directors. And these are four or five people in your life and they'll change throughout your career, throughout your life. And they're not your best friends. They're not your mother. 
They're not somebody that's going to agree with everything you say or do. There's somebody that you can go to for good, hard advice or to run ideas by that will say, you know, have you thought about this? Or I don't really think that's a good idea. Or, you know, have you thought about these obstacles? Or maybe you should do it this way. Or or just flat out say, you know, I think that's a dumb idea. <laughs> Doesn't mean you have to take their advice, but it gives you a different way of thinking of things. And I, I have board of directors and most of them are not social friends. They're friends, but they're not people that are coming over for a glass of wine. They're people I'm calling right. saying, we go to lunch today. I really need to pick your brain. Gotcha. And yeah, and they make change. And I've never called anybody and said, Hey, I, I admire you. I, I have a question and I just would like your take on it. People love to, to help other people. They really do. So gotcha. those are my three things. Ask yes. for help. Don't worry about being an imposter and have a personal board of directors. I think that personal board of directors is fascinating because one of the things I've learned is I can't be objective about my own life. I have emotions tied to it and that those people can be objective and that helps me balance. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, I have to say, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. With the imposter syndrome, one of the things I do recommend is doing some type of assessment to learn more about yourself. And it doesn't matter to me if it's strengths or DISC or Myers-Briggs. You can go online, pick and choose and, you know, get someone to go through that with you that mm-hmm. can help you dig through it in an objective way, like you said, because we're not objective about ourselves. We're most often our own worst critics. So yes. get somebody that can help you look through that information, but learn, learn yourself, know about yourself. You're stronger than you might think you are. Yeah. The other thing I, that sticks out in my mind in becoming an entrepreneur was accepting that my emotions will roller coaster with my revenue. And Mm, so when my business is doing great, I'm feeling, yay. When my business isn't doing great, I'm feeling down. But to accept that that's normal and be prepared for the highs and lows. Yeah. That is such great advice because, yeah, I I just read a book by a friend of mine called Harness Your Inner CEO. And she has a chapter, I'm paraphrasing here, but it's one of the best business books I've ever read. But she has a chapter called Your your Worth is Not Tied, Your Self-Worth is Not Tied to Your Net Worth. Yes. And she yeah. does a whole workshop on that and, and she's right, but it, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard to separate yeah. the two. Yeah. I had to learn that growing up and all through my life, my identity was wrapped up in doing things and achieving right. things and getting things done versus being me. And right. that was a real hard change for me to make, too. Yeah. Yeah. And I think a lot of women are that way. We're, we're good at really being busy. But what are, what are we producing and, and really understanding the value that we bring? Because we bring a lot of value. Yes. Well, when I look at your three tips, which were exceptional, 
How do you think these actions impact a woman's journey from self-expression to confidence and self-empowerment? Well, I think when we really are intentional about any of the tips we've talked about today, when it's not just, you know, like I said, I hired a coach for almost a year, about nine months, and and I've used various coaches throughout my, this journey, but I think the biggest thing is to be intentional about how you want to show up in the world. How do mm. I want to express myself? And I don't just wake up and decide how I'm going to do it that day because that could be dangerous. Not every day is the same. <laughs> yes. I, you know, I want to be intentional about how I'm going to show up, intentional right. about what right. I brand, intentional about my social media, intentional about the podcast I choose to be on and the guest I have on my podcast. Right. Everything has to have an intention for you to express yourself in a truly, I believe, authentic way. It's not being intentional and making stuff up. It's not being fake. But even being authentic takes some intention. Yeah. So true. Yeah. What's one thing you'd like to share with women who are coming up behind you? Mm -hmm. You know, one of my favorite topics, Beverly, is the how we as women should embrace and empower each other. Mm-hmm. And I know because, you know, we've talked about our ages, you know, we're, we're older. And that wasn't always the case because there were so few spots at the table for women that we didn't mm-hmm. always encourage other women. If we made it right. to a tape spot at the table, there might not be another one. So I, I'm, I want women to understand that surrounding yourself with other like-minded women is so incredibly beneficial. So incredibly Beautiful. beneficial. I think that's, that is so true. I think that's there's more progress been made in the entrepreneurial world than in the corporate world with I that. I wholeheartedly um, agree. Completely I think so. Agree. I, I think the other thing is that support is more than just, you know, helping someone move up the ladder or more than just helping in a career. It's also supporting women businesses supporting women candidates for office, you know, supporting women artists, you name it. There's all different kinds of support that I feel passionate about, but you're so right. Absolutely. And in my boss lady community, our tagline is we empower, empower, embrace, and educate all women. And, you know, Mm. you could empower them, we educate them, we embrace them. And it, it's, we're not in competition with each other. There's 8 billion people in the world. There's enough for all of our businesses. So yes. we can support each other. Absolutely. Well, I have one question that I like to ask all my guests to wrap things up. And that is, what does self-expression mean to you? Self-expression to me means using my voice for good. 
You know, so often as women, we don't always use our voice. We sit back. We are better listeners sometimes, and, and, and we should be good listeners. But there are times we have that nudge to speak up, and we don't listen to it. And I think the more we use our voice, the better we express ourselves to make a difference for good. Beautiful. Absolutely right on. Where can our listeners find you, Teresa? I am easy to find. It is Teresa without an H, T-E-R-E-S-A, Teresa Rand, R-A-N-D, consulting.com. And if you go to Teresa Rand Consulting, there's a tab for everything I do. <laughs> so just go in there and look around. Contact me. And, of course, I'm also on LinkedIn as Teresa Rand. So. And to the ladies in our audience, I wholeheartedly suggest that you seek Teresa out. And Teresa, do you have anything else you'd like to share? You know, I think I just want to say thank you to you. You know, I know we've shared some guests on our podcast and, you know, you're a great example of someone who is willing to embrace and empower and educate other women. And, and I appreciate that. When I listen to your podcast, it just, I think it lowers my blood pressure the second you come on and say, hello, <laughs> it just smile every time, Beverly, I'm writing, I'm usually listening to podcasts in the car when I'm walking and it, I just go, huh, all is right with the world. So thank you well, th for that. That's interesting you say that because somebody suggested to me I not say that because it uh, might offend some women who don't feel beautiful. So uh, that's no. really interesting. How about that? Uh, I, I mean, oh. we even say at the beginning, one in two women don't feel beautiful. And if somebody tells me I'm beautiful and like you do, hello, beautiful, I feel it. I feel that's that. Awesome. So, you know, if you ask 10 people, you'll get 10 opinions, right? That's but true. That's I, true. <laughs> but I like the way you say that. Your voice and the calmness, it just, it, it does. It, it makes me smile. Well, thank you. Teresa, thank you so much for being my guest today. This was a fascinating conversation, and I learned so much. And to well, my great. guests out there, yeah, to my guests out there, all of Teresa's information will be available in the show notes along with mine. You can find them at herselfexpression.com. Please connect with Teresa to learn more and more about her journey. Thank you for being with Teresa and myself on this episode of Her Self-Expression. I love connecting you with incredible women like Teresa that can provide you with actionable steps for you to immediately take on your journey. Please follow and share our episodes with your friends. Remember, the more you express yourself, the better you feel. But most importantly, you don't have to go it alone. I've been through my own painful empowerment journey to get to the other side and have the experience to guide you. I'm here to help. Thank you and take care. Thank you for listening to the Her Self-Expression podcast. Host Beverly Price believes that you are intelligent, worthy, and beautiful. Her goal every episode is to help you believe that too and have the confidence to take steps toward creating the life you want. You can find podcast episodes, blog posts, resources, and more at www.herselfexpression.com. 
If you liked this episode, please pay it forward, follow, and share with your friends.